0: Welcome to the Psych Central Show, where each episode presents an in-depth look at issues from the fields of psychology and mental health, with your host, Gabe Howard, and featuring Vincent M. Wales.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the Psych Central Show. My name is Gabe Howard, and with me as always is... Vincent
2: M. Wales. How you doing, Gabe?
1: I am doing very well. Uh, Mr. Wales, there's been a lot of talk about suicide in the news lately. And obviously, as mental health advocates, this is always a topic that, well, really just doesn't get enough press. And we don't talk about it enough, and we thought that we would change that.
2: Let's talk about it. You know, speaking of that, um, in the news, uh, I recently read that they've announced a completion date for the suicide barrier that they're building on the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco, that being January of 2021. But, you know, it it strikes me that, you know, when they first announced that they were considering doing a, a barrier there, there were a lot of people who were not too keen on that idea. Uh, some of them were, you know, because of aesthetic reasons, oh, it'll make the bridge less attractive or or some stuff like that. But then there are those people who, who keep spouting out this myth that, well, if there's a barrier there and they can't jump off the golden gate bridge. Well, they'll, they'll just go over to the bay bridge and jump. Yeah, probably not.
1: <laughs> it's probably uh, not. I chuckle for a few reasons. One, you would think that suicide would just be better understood. I, I understand that it's scary and I understand that it invokes, you know, a lot of anger or just, well, I'll just say a lot of emotions among people. Well, well
2: hang on. Let's, let's get deeper into it than that because there's more to it. you know, in, in some religions, suicide is considered a mortal sin. That is true. All right? And I know that, uh, you know, not too many generations ago, it was, it was considered to be a grave embarrassment to a family if a person took their own life. It was not discussed. It was denied. They made all kinds of excuses. No, it was an accident or this, that, or the other thing. So there's been not just ignorance, but outright denial for so many, many years that's what we're dealing with.
1: Excellent point. Let's talk about the religious thing for a moment. You know that that's that, that's the one that that a lot of people struggle with the most because we can talk psychology, we can talk facts, we can talk, we know people but getting somebody to believe that their religion is wrong. This is Ooh. this is this is part of who they are. It's their it's their makeup. What can we say to somebody to point out that, you know, hey listen, it's not true that your loved one is burning in hell for all eternity because they <laughs> they, they died by suicide. They, they died from mental illness.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know that it's worth trying to approach that honestly, but I will say this, you know, even though I am, I'm an outspoken non-believer, if somebody believes that they will go to hell if they commit suicide and that's what's preventing them, fine. Let them believe it. Just don't kill yourself, man well said but it
1: didn't answer the question
2: <laughs> no it didn't answer the question because i don't i don't have an answer to that
1: question the good news is, is over the last several decades it, certainly even the last 10 years that i've been involved as a mental health advocate this has changed a lot uh, i was raised catholic and for a long time if you died by suicide you couldn't be buried in a catholic cemetery right uh, in general this is no longer the case there's there's you know every now and again you hear about some holdouts some cemeteries that are run by uh, you know, sort of the old guard, but but in general, it's not the position of the Catholic Church to no longer allow people who died by suicide to be buried in Catholic cemeteries. At least, yeah. to the the best of my knowledge, we've we've asked the Pope for comment, and he was unavailable. So <laughs> I I do think that people are having a better understanding of this, but why the shame? I, let, let's address a suicide myth. You know, we're we're going to address. Numerous myths, but Mm -hmm. one of the biggest ones is that suicide is a selfish act. The person that did it is selfish.
2: Mm -hmm. And, you know, and it's easy to, to see why people might believe such a thing. Because clearly that person was not thinking of their loved ones and how much they were going to hurt them and so on and so forth. But what these people don't get is that when your mind is in that state, when you are that messed up, that you think of taking your own life, it's very likely that you are thinking that you're doing these people a favor, that you are a burden to them and their lives will be better without you. That's the way your mind is working.
1: One of the things that I try to make people understand, of course, is that mental illness is a disease. And just like when you have heart disease and your heart stops working properly, if you're mentally ill, your your mind stops working properly. And they always... You know, many people that I talk to that are trying to wrap their heads around suicide, they always say things like, how could my loved one choose this? Well, like, again, you, you have to understand that mental illness was involved. The part of your loved one that you love probably wasn't involved in that decision. Something was wrong. It, it is an outcome based on an illness, a sickness, a disorder, a problem. They didn't just wake up one morning and say, hey, everything's normal your loved one would not have chosen it unless they felt that it was the only choice because of course their mind is, I'm gonna say broken.
2: You know, another thing too, if we can just bump right back to the, the whole bridge thing for a second. You know, a lot of suicides are done on the spur of the moment rather than being these elaborately planned events When I was working as a suicide prevention counselor, one of the things that we we heard was that if their preferred method, say jumping off a bridge, was not open to them when they were in their spur of the moment you know, going to to do the jump, it wasn't like, well now I've gotta find another way. Instead it was like, well crap, even that can't go right, so I'm just gonna go home.
1: Many people who have contemplated suicide, myself included, we always found a reason that today wasn't the day. In fact, I found a reason that today wasn't the day. It was nonsense, but nevertheless, that's sort of how my brain connected it. So thankfully, my brain never connected that today was the day uh, before I got mm-hmm. help, before you know, before you know, I was I was saved. Uh, sure. But I saw, you know, it wasn't about dying. See, actually, let's touch on that for a moment. A lot of people think the question that their loved one answered was, "Do I want to live or die?" That's not the question Mm, that their loved one answer. The question that they answered is, do I want to be in pain today? Do I want Mm -hmm. to suffer today? Can I bear this one more day? That was the question that got the no answer that led to suicide. It has nothing to do with living or dying. It's about wanting the pain to stop.
2: Right. And a lot of people are convinced it never will, unfortunately. And that was, you know, as a suicide counselor, that was really what my goal was. It was to show them that there is a path, that there are things that they can do to help ameliorate their pain. And that eventually it can be lessened to such a point where they'll want to face the day. But yeah, given the choice, you know, it's like, do you want to die or do you want the pain to go away? Well, what are they going to pick? I want the pain to go away.
1: Of course. That's the answer. Of course. Okay, so another myth that people discuss often. And then I hear a lot is that once people decide that they want to die by suicide, there's nothing you can do to stop them, that we are, we are powerless to prevent it. And we might as well just give up. And I, I guess let them go. Uh, that's, that's the way I, I, if you believe that, I I guess that's, you know, my loved one wants to die, but since it can't be stopped, I'll just wait for the phone call. Uh, yeah,
2: right. It's, it's just silly. I mean, I don't, why do people believe these things? Why do they believe them? There's no evidence to believe these things. There, there's nothing that supports these, I almost said crazy ideas, but I'm not
1: <laughs> At the end of the day, I think it boils down to people don't wanna spend a lot of time thinking about suicide, and and I understand that. I'm in the mental health field, it's one of my jobs to educate people about suicide, and I don't wanna spend a lot of time thinking about it. So mm-hmm. asking somebody to challenge these these ridiculous notions would mean they're thinking about suicide and mm-hmm. uh, they don't want to. They're protecting themselves. It's, it's a scary topic. They it believe is. that it will not affect them. It does not impact them. And therefore, they don't care. I have a million so. analogies that I can use about this, but you know, I never check to make sure that the woman's restroom is in working order when I go into a building because it doesn't affect me
2: it's easier to believe these these myths than to actually try to understand and therefore, you know, have compassion and, and feel pain yourself.
1: Of course. But the, 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 the fact of this is a suicide can be prevented. Most people who uh-huh. are suicidal do not want to die, uh, as we covered uh-huh. before. And specifically as it relates to, I know we sort of got off on this tangent because we were talking about the, the Golden Gate Bridge. There was some pushback on this suicide barrier, well, I, I'm just going to let you talk about, they did, they did a research study and the research study started off.
2: Right. Well, it was a, I, I read about a research study where they were trying to determine whether it would be cost effective. In other words, are the lives that are going to be saved worth all the expense, I suppose, is what they were, what they were going for. And yes, to give you a spoiler, they decided that it sure would be cost effective. It would be great. But here's the thing. They based this calculation uh, on the difference in lethality between a jump off the bridge and some other suicide method. They did cost-benefit analyses and estimates of the value of statistical life. And the thing that really bugged me about the study is that they made an assumption. They assumed that all the suicides prevented by the barrier would become attempted suicides with an alternative method. Why? Why why would you assume such a thing? There there's no basis for that in reality. Do some people go on to try again? Of course they do. But a lot don't. And I guess I, I understand that they had to include it in their study because otherwise, well, they would really have no numbers to play with. But but it, it just it just seems weird to me that they would actually include that in their in their statement of methods
1: they started off on the general idea that everybody that wants to die by suicide
2: will find a way to do it come hell or high water
1: and there's nothing that can stop them now we're taking a little bit of a leap on that one we don't necessarily know that they believe and nothing will stop them because for example they're building the suicide barrier to save their life Mm -hmm. but i'd like Mm -hmm. to point out that The interesting thing is, is they themselves don't believe that if jumping off the bridge doesn't work, that they will then use another method. Otherwise, spoiler alert, don't build the net. The person will Mm -hmm. jump off the bridge, land in the net. They won't die by jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge, but then they will then find another method next month. So why are we doing this? We can't build nets around everything. So clearly we believe that if somebody is suicidal, they can be helped and saved and lead a a good life. That's why we want to build this thing.
2: Well, and another thing that a lot of people are saying is like, look, it's a net. You fall into the net. You can still climb over and drop out of the net. And they're not taking into account the fact that all those people who jumped off the bridge and survived, what's the one thing that almost every last one of them has said? Man, as soon as I jumped, I said, what have I just done? They regretted it the instant they stepped off. So they're not going to climb out of that net.
1: What do we say to the people who say, okay, look, people that talk about suicide are just trying to get attention. They're being dramatic. They're just manipulating people. It's emotional blackmail to ever claim suicide. What do we say to those people? How do we get them on board that that this should be taken seriously? I have to go back
2: to why do you think that's the case? Is Has this person shown themselves to be a a manipulative person before they started talking about suicide. If it's in their nature to be manipulative, I can understand how you might suspect that, but most people aren't. So why are you suspecting that that's the case? Any discussion about suicide, any mention of it should be taken seriously. People who talk about suicide are in pain. They need help. Why don't you wanna give it to them?
1: The reality is people often talk about suicide before they attempt. It's very common. yeah
2: yes it is absolutely one
1: of the and things yet, that...
2: some people some people think otherwise they think oh if you talk about suicide you never actually do it again where does that come from what baloney to be polite that's <laughs> you know that's uh, that's yeah go on
1: one of the things that I love to say is people say to me well it's just a cry for help it's just a cry for help it's just a ploy it's just a ploy to get attention okay Let's say that it is a cry for help. When did we as a society decide that when people cry for help, we're going to ignore them because they're just trying to get attention? They're crying for help. Of course Mm -hmm. they're trying to get attention. They've told you what's wrong. I, I believe that you said once, Vin, that somebody that's yelling that their house is on fire is crying for help. And yeah. their house is on fire. And their house is on fire. So what are you gonna do? Somebody that's saying that they they may kill themselves. They want to die by suicide. I mean, obviously they're not gonna say they want to die by suicide. They're gonna say, "I'm going to kill myself. I want to kill myself. I just want to die." Okay, they're trying to get attention, and they're in this trying state. not to kill themselves. Yeah. <laughs> so. It, it fascinates me that, that in this small area, when somebody says, hey, I want to kill myself. Oh, it's just a cry for help. We're going to ignore you.
2: Yeah, I don't, I
1: don't get it. We take I, people I'm, more seriously when they you... say, I need a cup of coffee. All of that being said, what's the appropriate response? If it is just a cry for help, now we've convinced people, okay, when somebody says that they want to die, that they're going to kill themselves, now people want to help. What should they do? How do they answer the cry for help? Well, they talk
2: to them first. One of the things that we experienced every day on the crisis hotline was that the people who were calling weren't necessarily actively suicidal, but they wanted to talk because they wanted to know that somebody was actually listening to them. A lot of people today just feel that nobody hears them. So start hearing people.
1: Should always take this very seriously. First, if somebody does say that, even at the very least, you could give them the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, uh, which in America is 1-800-273-8255. Of course, you can also call 911. You can also take them to the emergency room. You can call their family doctors. If you don't want to go that far, depending on your relationship with the person, you can alert their parents, their spouse. Uh uh-huh. hmm Heck, even their best friend. The point is, is that doing nothing is not the right response.
2: Just ignoring it won't make it go away and can lead to some very unpleasant ends.
1: Some other suicide myths that, that crop up from time to time is uh, people who attempt suicide are weak. That it's a weak thing to do. Mm-hmm. Now, of yeah. course, this is... <laughs> it does kind of stink that this is a common one. And I, and I hear this a lot and I'm, I'm sure you do too Vin, but, but really you've got a person that has attempted suicide or died by suicide. And, and that's, that's what we're hearing. That person is weak. It, it just, it, it compounds the problem for the person that's already not the best yeah. version of themselves. I mean, talk about piling yeah. on by their loved ones.
2: The other word that is often used uh, either instead of, or in conjunction with weak is cowardly and I don't know about you, but I, I don't think that stepping in front of a bus is an act of cowardice. That would take every bit of bravery I had in my body to do that. It's not It's not weak. The, these people are in pain. Uh, their brains are not functioning right. There's no weakness here.
1: It's <laughs> often a reality of being very, very strong and fighting the illness for just too long. Yeah, And it, it, it's the only path that they can see away from it. And while it's a difficult decision, they're again, as you put it, their brains are not functioning properly. If they knew that help was available, this wouldn't be something they were considering. And that's where we as a society needs to come in. I understand what it's like to be suicidal. And I understand why I -hmm. was suicidal. What I Mm -hmm. don't understand is why the people around me, one didn't notice, two didn't seem to care and three didn't get me help. If I started choking, people would come out of the woodwork to save me. But I was Mm -hmm. suicidal for, for years and nobody noticed. And I really want to point out, I don't have a bad family. I don't have bad friends. I don't have some story about how my mom and dad don't love me. They're great people. If they're listening, hi mom, hi dad. What I have a story of is their lack of knowledge, their lack of understanding and their hardcore belief that no one in their family was suicidal. And that belief could have cost them their son and they'd right. regret it forever. So, Vin, how do you want to wrap up the show? Well,
2: you've already mentioned the suicide hotline number. Thank you for doing so. But you know what? A lot of people don't like to talk in this generation. They like to text instead. Did you know there's the crisis text line as well? I have become you
1: aware can- of it just recently.
2: Just recently, within the past re- few seconds?
1: No, like, like, <laughs> but it, within the past uh, week and a half, I attended a conference really? where they presented, and it's it's good stuff, especially for younger folks. And as we know, yeah. the, the uh, children have a, a, a way too high uh, suicide attempt and completion rate, so I really like this. Give, give okay. the information, Vin.
2: Yeah, all you have to do is text START to 741741, and it's free. It's 24-7, and it's confidential.
1: That is fantastic. Well, thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this week's Psych Central show. My name is Gabe. With me, as always, is Vincent M. Wales. If you are listening to us on iTunes, go ahead and hit the subscribe button and go ahead and leave us a review. I'm going to say the lame thing that we strive for fives, but you probably already knew that about us.
0: PsychCentral.com is the Internet's oldest and largest independent mental health website. PsychCentral is overseen by Dr. John Grohall, a mental health expert and one of the pioneering leaders in online mental health. Our host, Gabe Howard, is a professional speaker, award-winning writer, and mental health advocate. You can find more information on Gabe and his work at GabeHoward.com. Vincent M. Wales is an award-winning speculative fiction novelist and suicide prevention crisis counselor. You can find more information on Vincent at vincentmwales.com. If you have feedback about the show, please email talkback@psychcentral.com.